Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store. I just want to say thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be able to be here with all of you. And every Saturday morning, you invite me into your home, your automobile, your garage, wherever you're at. And I just am so very thankful for the feedback and the valued comments and the questions that you send me. And today, I really am very blessed to have a very close friend and colleague with us here today. Her name is Rhonda Bills. And today, if you've had questions with regards to long-term care, which I know many of you have. I received an email from Chris and she was discussing long-term care. And I felt that this was just a perfect opportunity to be able to address this. I know that lately, you know, we've been talking about the market. We've been talking about COVID-19. We've been talking about how the economy has suffered and how we've pushed through. And hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel. But as unsavory as it is to talk about long-term care, it is an important facet of life today for many of us. And I know, Chris, it sounded like your mom was kind of going through some long-term care and it really started getting you thinking about what was going to happen to you. And so let me just introduce, again, just a very beautiful soul. This is Rhonda Bills, a great friend. And I've known you for like 20 years, undoubtedly. You're like my kind of expert when it comes to long-term care. And so welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Matthew. It's great to be here, and I look forward to talking to you today about long-term care planning. Absolutely. So let's start out with this question. You know, many of us don't want to really think about going into a long-term care facility. When we think long-term care, we think nursing home, right? That's what I think of. My dad was in the nursing home. So as it pertains to the average human being, Rhonda, really, what is the likelihood of people today needing long-term care in their future? That is the million dollar question, isn't it? So let's just take this a step back because you're absolutely correct. We have this persona in our mind that long-term care is nursing home, but just keep in mind that long-term care is either a physical or a cognitive impairment. And physical can be those simple activities we do every day, bathing, dressing, eating, toileting, transferring, or continence. So it doesn't always have to be in a nursing home. So now we receive services at home, in assisted living, memory care, hospice, respite therapy. Now to answer your question, Matthew, what is the odds of needing long-term care at some point in our life? The day that we turn age 65, our odds are just doubled and not working for us in our favor. So seven out of 10, if you're a statistics person, will need long-term care. And again, that's a physical or cognitive impairment. 
And women, for your women listeners here, female listeners, we have a much greater odds of needing it than men do because our average stay is about three years and an average male is two to two and a half. Wow, that is really amazing statistics. You know, I think that potentially life expectancy has something to do with that, right? I was sharing on an episode not that long ago where 82% of men that die, die a spouse, and 86% of women that die, die single. So what that means is that typically the woman who is left behind, because they typically live longer than their counterparts, that makes total sense. But that's seven out of 10, that is tremendous odds. And you're right, we have so many different types of care that today are being provided that you know, really weren't in the past. And so why don't you take just a few moments and kind of explain the different types of care? Like you use the word respite. I don't really know that I understand respite care. Hospice care, I think we understand hospice is, you know, something towards the end of your life. You're just about to cash out, right? But there's probably so many other types of care that I'm not aware of. So why don't you take a few moments and explain that? Well, let's start with the basics. Most people understand facility care. And facility care means you're actually living overnight, residing in a facility. Well, what kind of facilities do we have today? Well, now we have assisted living facilities. We still have nursing facilities. Now we have memory care facilities, or we have a separate wing specifically for those that have cognitive impairment. Now we have home and community services. So we know people do better in their own home, in their own surroundings. The kids, grandkids do much better visiting grandma at home than in a facility. So we have home health care services. So now let's tap into the community services. We have adult daycare. That's an event that you do move in with one of your adult children and they have to go to work, but they drop mom off during the day while they go to work. So we have adult daycare. Or sometimes you'll see it with mom and dad and maybe dad has dementia and mom goes and drops dad off for eight hours for adult daycare so she can go home and take a break, take a nap, go to the store, get her hair done, not have to worry about him. And that's where this community services come into play. We also add in therapy. We have a lot of outpatient therapy services today. Respite is giving the informal caregiver a break. So we know mom's taking care of dad, but maybe mom needs to go into the store. Maybe mom needs to get out of the house, get out of those four walls. I think we can all relate with COVID, get a little stir crazy. So when you're taking care of a family member, sometimes you're homebound yourself. So sometimes you need to get out. So we bring a formal caregiver to give a respite, to give a break to that informal caregiver. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I know that my mom tried caring for my dad for the longest time after his stroke. And there was a lot of not just psychological efforts that she put forth, just brain power trying to be able to keep every, you know, all the plates spinning in the air at the same time. But there was also a degree of additional physical strain on her, you know, having to be able to help him in and out of chairs and in and out of the bed and on and off the toilet and that sort of thing. And so there is those times in which, you know, that caregiver needs to have a break. So that's interesting. So let's kind of get into one of the nitty gritty. You knew that I was going to turn the corner and talk about money, right? I mean, because mm -hmm. all of these services, they're being rendered and there has to be a cost that's associated with them. Now, the average person, if they know anything about long-term care, if they had a parent, you know, God forbid, in a facility like I did, you know, it's expensive, but expensive is very general, mm -hmm. right? That's very broad. So 
if a person was to be paying for these different types of care, can you kind of give us an example of what it would cost them if they had to pay for these things out of their pocket? You bet. So if we're here in Iowa and the average cost of care, not the insurance, we're talking reality, because if you're going to buy an insurance product that's going to help pay a bill, Matthew, you hit the nail on the head. You got to kind of want to know what is the bill. So prepare mm -hmm. yourself for a bill. So the average assisted living here in Iowa, and this is an average, you're going to find that could be higher and lower, but you're easily 4000 to that 5000 range a month. Assisted living means you're still ambulatory. You're still able to move, get out of bed on your own, but you need assistance with bathing and showering, getting dressed. Now let's talk about if you full-fledged need nursing home where you need that nurse's aid or one or two people to help get you out of the bed, transfer you to the commode, get you off the commode, get you dressed in the chair. Now you're talking easily $7,000, $8,000 a month. And again, that could be a little bit of a give or take, but I would prepare you for that. Wow, that is really amazing. And I can only imagine and. I really want your input on this, but I can only imagine, you know, inflation is something that's very real. And I talk to all of my listeners about inflation, how inflation, it dilutes the power of our dollar, right? Our dollar doesn't go as far. And we know that the cost of goods and services are going up, you know, for us as human beings, you know, the cost of health insurance is going up, the cost of prescriptions are going up. There's all sorts of things that are costing us more, but Take just a moment and speak to long-term care. Is long-term care costs going up at, say, the same rate of inflation as the rest of the world, like at, you know, 2 3% or is it more, is it less? What is that? Healthcare is always higher than the average CPI. So healthcare is going to be running at 45 to 5% inflation, where, as you already alluded to, you know, we're maybe running at 2%, maybe 3% on national average. But Healthcare is always going to be higher. And that's really crucial because people that are purchasing long-term care, they may not need this product for 10, 15, 20 years. Obviously, we hope you never need it, but let's prepare ourselves. Mid-80s is when we really become vulnerable to needing this level of care. So if we fast forward another 10, 15, 20 years, how far is that dollar benefit going to go? We have to include cost of living because we know healthcare will go up. The room and board rates, they go up every year. There is absolutely no question about that they will not. Absolutely. And so what that gets my mind to thinking is that, you know, if we know that long-term care could potentially cost us anything between say 60 to $100,000 a year, then we need to be thinking about, do we have the resources to pay for that out of our pocket, Right. Or do you even want to? Like maybe you do have the resources, but maybe you're thinking, but I don't want to use my resources in order to pay for those types of care should it become a reality for me. If you ever choose to reach out to us, 866-290-3837, 866-290-3837. Go to my website, Johnson WIM, which stands for Wealth Income Management. And you'll find that there's a little link there to communicate to us, to send us a question, to send us a comment. You can also go to our radio podcast channel, which is just CapitalizeLife.com. You'll be able to get all of the past episodes of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. And I just really appreciate you doing that and giving us a bit of feedback as to what you think and what you don't think. 
So what I'd like to do is I'd like to take this second half of our radio show, Rhonda, and just talk about how a person can plausibly and realistically take and protect themselves from this. Because I see that long-term care is one of those things where there's like three kinds of people. There's the person who is very indigent already. In other words, they just have very few resources. And we know that they really don't need to protect themselves because they have so few assets that if they needed long-term care, the state's going to take care of them in that respect. And then you've got on the flip side of the coin, the extremely wealthy, right? Where they don't need any kind of help because they got plenty of money. Even if they were in there for, you know, the next five years, they would be able to easily absorb all of that. And so I find that the person in the middle, that's the person like you and I, where we've saved money for retirement, but we don't want to see those dollars taken by the nursing home. And we're going to ask if that's even possible. We're going to see, you know, is that really a true principle of life? Does that really happen? Or maybe we've misunderstood it. So for those of you listening, I hope you're enjoying this and stick around because coming up on the second half where we're going to be talking about how we actually realistically protect ourselves from this long-term care liability that all of us could face. Remember those statistics, they were staggering. Seven out of 10 of us may need some sort of long-term care. I'm seeing it with my own clients. I know Rhonda's seeing it with hers. Maybe you're experiencing right now with your parents and you're thinking, what do I personally need to do to protect myself? Well, you stick around because we will be right back talking about long-term care basics with Rhonda Bills. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. It's a new year. 2020 is finally behind us. And with 2021 comes a new set of challenges. With continuing health care challenges, a new administration, and an economy that many fear is still very shaky. So what does this mean for you and your retirement planning? To keep you up to date and informed, we've put together a series of webinar events. Because your need for retirement income continues into 2021 and beyond. For the date and time of our next webinar event, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it. And then all of a sudden, your investment portfolio is in a free fall. Up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer options or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. The road to retirement is filled with twists and turns, and life's unexpected detours could easily throw you off course. 
That's why it's essential to work with a financial advisor who is also a fiduciary. A fiduciary experienced in helping clients navigate the complexities of retirement planning while helping you pay yourself first. The road to retirement now made simple. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life from Retirement program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store. If you're just joining us, I want to just say first, thank you so much for tuning in. And today is a very special show for me. It's a very special time because I've got an opportunity to share the microphone. And when I say share, I mean share, like maybe we should uh, talk about social distancing right now, you know, who knows. But I am here with a good friend and a colleague, Rhonda Bills. And Rhonda, I've known her for, gosh, over two decades now, and she is my long-term care expert. She's the woman that I turn to when I have a hard long-term care question. And, you know, long-term care is something that none of us want to talk about, but of course it becomes reality for so many people. And Rhonda, I'm very astounded at that statistic that you gave me earlier that seven out of 10 people may end up needing some sort of long-term care in their life. And, you know, you rattled off all these different types of care that we can get, you know, whether it's adult daycare, which is kind of funny right now, because, you know, with COVID, it's funny. The kids are trying to keep their parents indoors, right? It used to be the kids sneaking out of the house. Now it's the adults trying to sneak out of the house, right? So the roles have been reversed, but adult daycare, that was interesting and assisted living. So you're not full care, but you still need some assistance to do certain things. And then you talked about skilled care, which I think all of us understand, you know, at that point you're in pretty bad shape and you need a lot of assistance, right? But then you laid upon us the cost, just the sheer cost. And my goodness, you're talking, you know, 60, 70, gosh, maybe even $100,000 for long-term care. That's just insanity. But to add insult upon injury, you said it's getting more expensive. So in my mind, in my basic mind, I'm thinking, so what can I do to protect myself? If I'm one of those people that's in the middle, right? I'm not indigent. So I have some bucks saved away for retirement, but I'm not independently wealthy, right? I'm in between. What can I do to protect myself from these kinds of liabilities? Because they're just tremendously large. That's a, that's a huge outlay of cash. So go ahead and speak to that. Wow, that's a lot there to cover in a short period of time, Matthew. So uh, we'll do our best here. So a couple of things I want to tap into too is one thing I don't want to leave out, the memory care. Even though we talked about nursing homes, six, $7,000 a month, memory care is typically eight, nine, ten thousand $10,000 a month. So if you have that family history, be prepared there. Number two, I want to tap into a little bit about, you know, insurance 101, you always buy insurance for what you personally are not comfortable writing the check for. Some of us have a larger homeowner's deductible. Some of us have a shorter deductible. So 
Think of the same thing along the lines with our long-term care. A lot of us have been diligent. We have been saving. We are working to put money into our retirement. But think about it, Matthew. What's our biggest threat to any retirement portfolio? It's not your home. It's now your health care. And long-term care falls under that frame. That being said, a lot of my clients are comfortable paying for some of their care out of pocket. They just don't want to be exposed to paying 100% out of pocket. Another thing I want you to know, and this is real, more and more facilities today are saying, whoa, before you get to come in, we have a nice set of financial disclosure forms you need to fill out. And in those financial disclosure forms, they want to know what is your income? What are your assets? How are you going to pay for the care? They're looking, Matthew, to see, can you pay the average two or three year stay that we talked about earlier before we let you in? Now, not all facilities, but more and more, that's what we're finding. So what they're doing is they're kind of taking a look and kind of cherry picking. They're trying to determine if they want you as a customer, essentially, because they want to know that you're going to get paid. They know the statistical probability of you stay. That's very interesting. So let me ask you a question. You know me, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but you know, I had a, for instance, this goes back a number of years where I had a client's child who had called three different facilities and all three facilities, her dad needed some care and all three of the facilities said that they were full up. So then she had called me and she had the power of attorney. So we talked about how her dad had a long-term care policy. And I said, well, call back into those facilities and let them know right up front that your dad has long-term care coverage. And two of the three said that they had room if they wanted to come in and do an interview. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. I haven't thought of that story in a very long time. So very interesting. Can I share you a little history on that? So if you remember here in Iowa, a lot of people, we had nursing homes and county homes years ago. When nursing homes were private pay, county homes were for the poor. So Medicaid or Title 19 will come in and help pay for you when you have spent down all your own resources. But Medicaid never, ever starts on day one. It's a minimum three-month lag time process. And these facilities do not get 100% of their normal private pay when you have a Medicaid. They get a discounted rate. Why? Because you and I, the taxpayers, are paying the bill. So how many facilities can you know operate 100% on Medicaid, getting a reduced portion of their income and waiting three to four months to get paid. So that's why you will find some facilities say we do not take Medicaid. It's also true. There's some states only have one Medicaid facility in the entire state. And we don't have that here in Iowa, but it is true. It is real out there. Wow. So Let's go back to this question then. You know, if we know that long-term care products exist in the open market for a person to purchase, you know, we talked about these various different types of care. So is a long-term care policy going to protect me from every one of those different types of care? Or is it going to be something very selective where a long-term care policy would say, only cover home health care, but it wouldn't cover facility care or it covers facility care, but not you know, home care. Speak to that just a little bit. Okay. I want to make sure everybody's paying attention here. So 
You may very well have a family member that had an old policy that read nursing home only. And then you as an adult child tried to put mom and dad in. Now we have assisted living facilities. And they said, no, that policy didn't cover. It only covered nursing home. I want you to listen to me. As of 1996, when President Clinton signed in the tax qualified policies, he built some standardization on these policies. So anybody purchasing a policy after 1996, it is comprehensive guaranteed they all have the same language of the policy benefits. What does that mean, Rhonda? That means you can use it for home care. You can use it for assisted living. You can use it for memory care, nursing home. We are not going to be limited to, quote, nursing home only. Interesting. That is very good to know. Thank you for sharing that because I did not know that I even knew that, but that's the reason that you're here today, right? So, What could a person expect to pay? You know, I know that one of the biggest objections that I hear is, yeah, we're really not to that point yet. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but you probably don't feel like buying a homeowner's coverage until your house is on fire. And then you wish you had it, you know, the day before, right? So when it comes to long-term care, this is something that we're doing because we're looking down the road, right? But what could I expect to pay for that? Is that even a reasonable question to ask you? Well, it's an important question and everybody wants to know it. So how do we address it? (laughs) Okay. So first of all, there are no two people that are identical. Some people, when they retire, retire only on social security. Some people have a pension. Some people have a little pension. Some people have a really good pension. Some people, when they go to retire, they immediately need to start taking distributions out of their qualified accounts. Some people say, no, 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 I'm going to wait till I'm 72 and a half. I'm going to take out the mandatory distributions. I don't need them, but I have to take them. So first of all, there's not an easy black and white cut and dry answer there. It's going to depend on your situation. Then remember earlier, Matthew, when I said, hey, here's what the bill is. How much of that are you comfortable paying out of pocket? So then we talk about strategies. So ultimately, it's a pool of money that is going to yield you, pay you a check every month that will help you pay for that bill. Because as you alluded to, Matthew, no matter what level of care, whether it's home care, nursing home, community care, you are going to get a bill. Okay. So how much do you want to pay of that bill versus how much do you want the insurance to pay? So that's going to answer one of your questions. How much is it going to cost? Well, how much do you want the insurance to pay? Gotcha. And I can only imagine like so many other things, you know, whether it's life insurance or health insurance back in the day when they did review you for your own health. I'm assuming that if a person applies for long-term care insurance of some sort, your ability to pay is important, right? You've got to be able to have the resources to pay the premium for the policy, but you also have to apply and you have to be able to pass approval, right? You've got to be able to pass the questions that they might ask you. Now, they're basic Health questions, I'm assuming, but they probably are also taking into account what, like your mobility, you know, whether or not you're in good skeletal shape or if you're using, you know, maybe a keen or something of that nature. Is that true? Yeah. So everybody thinks the hardest part about buying long-term care insurance is writing that premium check. I'm going to tell everybody, I hope you're listening. It really is not writing the check. It's, hey, does your health allow you to even apply for the insurance? 
So you're absolutely correct. This is why we have to have these discussions early on because a lot of people wait until they get that cancer diagnosis, till they've had that stroke. And now all of a sudden they find out what the bill is and oh my goodness, Rhonda's right. It is expensive. How are we going to pay for it? We better get some insurance. It's too late. We have to have the discussions. Parents have the discussions with their teenagers. Now we have to be having these discussions with these adults before that event takes place. I would totally agree with that. And, you know, for those of you that are listeners, long-term listeners of my show, you know that I'm a big proponent of being proactive so that you don't have to be reactive, right? And I think that that's what what Rond is trying to share with us is that these are things that are important. These are things that are not going away. These are things that are always going to be a part of life. And you're either going to face it as unsavory as it is and, you know, do something about it, or you're going to wait until it's too late. And then all of a sudden, that's when resources disappear. Well, Rhonda, I cannot tell you what a pleasure it's been to have you on today's episode. This is just like one of many, because I have so many other questions about long-term care. And I know that we get questions through our Facebook page. We get questions through our website, which any of you that want to reach out to us, if you go to CapitalizeLife.com, there is a question section there where you can email questions. You can go to our website, johnsonwim.com. Wealth of information on the website. There's also an area that you can engage me and ask us a question. Myself, Amanda, any of our staff are here to get those questions and then to answer those questions for you. And I know that Many of you have already submitted questions for today's episode, which we got to like just one of them, right? If that doesn't show just how extensive this topic is. But I just want to say thank you to all of you that are listening. And remember, as always, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.